It is possible to act against a political party and to do so with principle. But if that's the case with Liz Cheney, we would have to dig into what are her principles? Because we can arrive at this post-hearing. Liz Cheney's principles have nothing to do with stopping political violence. Her principles have nothing to do with stopping politicians who stoke political violence. Her principles have nothing to do with maintaining people's belief in the election process. Those are eliminated. We can also look to the media and say, are there principles about protecting the sanctity of the office of president? It's almost a self-answering question. It's almost a joke. So what spiritual lesson can we take from all of this to inform ourselves about how we move forward as a people interested in saving souls and getting the great and important consolation prize of saving America? The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now... From the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made. These are the times for which God has decided we shall live. This podcast puts God at the center every bit as much as the host is able to fumble his way through. When it works, God has been with us. We put conservative politics on the outside. It wraps around the Lord if we do this the right way. Why? Well, my, my principles are God, country, family, friends, work. And we can talk about that. I do believe in saving America because America deserves to be saved because it was designed as a country where people could, well, practice their faith openly, where it was designed to recognize the fact that God gives us rights, that there are certain rights we have given us by God that that people have no business messing with and hence unalienable. And that way, absolutely. I want to see America saved and I consider it a consolation prize. Because the big prize is the saving of souls because one is eternal and the other is not. So that's the way we look at things in the podcast or the way we structure the show. When I'm doing my job the right way. American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net are one of our partners who makes this all happen. It's not a a cost-free enterprise running a podcast. Not when you want to do it the right way. And the Lord has been such a blessing to us to bring us together, you guys. So American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net, who was with Rush Limbaugh, God rest him, for a decade or over longer, is now with us. So cash out refinances, traditional refinances, AmericanFinancing.net. Liz Cheney and her ilk are 100% and entirely and inexorably lacking in any form of any moral authority to have pulled off the hearing they pulled off. And, and the ratings are phenomenally funny. CBS, which admittedly ran in third place in pimping this uh, pretend, this, this show trial. <laughs> the, um, the ratings, and this comes from uh, the, the Free Beacon, CBS, just 3.24 million people watched the network's capital assault hearings. Thursday night, according to the TV ratings guide, exactly one week prior, 3.86 million Americans tuned into CBS to watch a young Sheldon rerun. Do you know that show? I don't remember the the, the original show. What was that? Oh, Big Bang Theory. Um, That was the original show. It's a spinoff of that. That gap is even more pronounced for a young Sheldon episodes, for new young Sheldon episodes. More than 7 million people, for example, watched the show's season five finale entitled A Clogged Pour, A Little Spanish in the Future. Weeks earlier, 6.9 million people watched the new episode, another episode of, of young Sheldon. So it was a ratings failure 
despite the fact that they hired a high-priced TV producer from ABC News to produce this, this trash, they build it as we're going to have a, bunch of, a whole bunch of new information. What they got in the way of new information was a 13-second clip, 13 seconds from Tiffany Trump saying that she believes the, the, the election authorities that there is no widespread fraud. That was from T- uh, Tiffany Trump. And a Trump advisor, Stephen Miller, got 11 seconds and he immediately tweeted out saying that's completely out of context, 100% wrong. I knew they'd do this to me. So you have the committee picking and choosing what sounds people are going to hear, what images they're going to hear. They knew they could count on some folks like Joey Scarborough at MSNBC. A lot of politicians through the years have loved quoting Winston Churchill, very few actually show Churchillian courage. We've certainly seen that with Zelensky uh, in Ukraine in the most graphic of of terms. But uh, Lou says that we saw some of that with Liz Cheney. Uh, And he goes on and on and on. And in fact, we may play the longer clip of him going on and on and on. They certainly like to throw around phrases like Churchillian. What was Churchill's principles? What were they? To maintain the British Empire. To confront evil before it gets to you. To destroy Hitlerism. To destroy Nazism. Why? Well, because Winston Churchill believed in the sanctity of life. Because Winston Churchill was able to spot that Hitler was uh, absolutely evil, if not purely satanic. That he was able to understand that if you allow evil to fester, you'll get more of it. Because Winston Churchill had about him a wisdom. He had about him a humility. He had about him a core set of principles by which the man operated does, does Joe Scarborough have such principles? A lot of politicians through the years have loved quoting Winston Churchill. Very few actually show Churchillian courage. We've certainly seen that with Zelensky uh, in Ukraine in the most graphic of, of terms. But uh, Lou says that we saw some of that with Liz Cheney. Uh, just the right thing to do. I think that's what Liz Cheney would tell you. And the fact that it's being described as Churchillian, the fact that it's being described as extraordinary, uh, which says a lot about Liz Cheney. I I think it says a lot more about uh, just how intellectually and morally bankrupt Liz's party is. People are able to do things like this. It is wrong for people to break into the Capitol. It is dreadfully wrong for people to assault cops. It is wrong for people to go into the, the office we let Nancy Pelosi use and to steal our property that we let Nancy Pelosi use. It is wrong to scream, hang Mike Pence. Those things are wrong. And the same people can also say this. It is wrong for the D.C. police to let people into the Capitol. It was, and welcomed them in. It was wrong for them to lure people into a tunnel and then beat the garbage out of them and murder a woman. It is wrong for an, for an unarmed woman to have been murdered by a cop who didn't bother to even identify himself when she was surrounded by cops. It, that was wrong. It is wrong that the FBI helped instigate this just as they planned in its entirety, these silly, alleged garbage never, never was going to happen plot to so-called capture and kidnap the dictator of Michigan. Here's some principles for you. Thou shalt not murder. That's a principle. I know it's a principle that matters because the Lord said it. Here's another principle. Don't beat up cops. And if cops are breaking the law and they become tyrants, well, then that sort of flips, doesn't it? At a point, you have justified, you you have morally justified war. Even from a Christian perspective, that wasn't the case on J6. Nor was it the case when President Trump had been elected. See, the principles stand without regard to the situation. 
Otherwise, you're practicing situational ethics, which is exactly what Liz Cheney practices. She's a practitioner of situational ethics. The same with Adam Kinzinger. Their their battle is not with the people of J6. The battle is with one human being, Donald Trump. And it might be that, that, that Donald Trump truly scares Liz Cheney to her core. She may well think, well, this man is Hitler. She may well have that opinion. What then would indicate to her that he's Hitlerian? In her mind, he stoked violence. So does the vice president of the United States. The woman we are supposed to call vice president, so does she. Well, but he uses the language of violence. So did Chucky Schumer. And we now have an attempt to murder a Supreme Court justice. So did the people who lead Black Lives Matter Incorporated, recognized by Barack Hussein Obama. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, 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 To to, to, to the young people in the streets, uh, we we, we hear you. Uh, They they bring a knife, we bring a gun. Uh, Today, I want to talk to Hispanics. Uh, There are those who want to take what you've earned, and I think you need to, 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 to punish your enemies. Liz Cheney, utterly silent. No wisdom or no principles. Which brings us to the question, what are you fighting? My thesis on Cheney remains the same. Liz Cheney is fighting for her father's access. For her club. She grew up in this club. I think Liz Cheney is afraid of populism from the right. I fear unrestrained populism. I don't fear it, but I don't want it. Conservative, number one, this way, Christian, Christian constitutional conservative populism. Count me in. I'm in. If it starts with the humility of recognizing the creator, that we have rights that come from the creator, that we're called to love thy neighbor, and it's adherent to that, And it's constitutional, meaning that we don't get to install a theocracy because that's not real Christianity. Real Christianity cannot come through theocracies because real Christianity must be a choice. It must be a a choice made and given. It must be grace accepted, voluntary, grace you can never earn, accepted. Count me in. But that requires principles. So the myth-making around all of this began very, very early on, and it's continuing. They're they're back to it was an insurrection. They're even back to it was a coup attempt. That happened instantly. We talked last week about Mitch McConnell having the same talking points as Joe Biden, who's another guy who uses the language of violence, and, and that doesn't bother Liz Cheney. So why isn't Liz Cheney bothered by populism on the left? The Bernie Sanders populism, or more to the point, the Black Lives Matter Incorporated Antifa populism of violence, of of terrorist violence. Why? Because it's not her club. Liz Cheney wants her club back. And by acting the way she does, she guarantees that someone far more populist than President Trump eventually succeeds to that office. She guarantees it. If you think of the United States as a child, I was praying about what the scriptures say about this. America is not mentioned in scripture, but leadership is, wisdom is. And something came to me. We'll get that as we roll through the program. There is a Republican, Thomas Massey, and he has my full attention. He is a very, very intelligent man, and I believe he's a thinking man's populist, a, con- a, a, a Christian constitutional populist. I don't yet know about his faith walk. I'd like to find out. We're going to try to get Thomas Massey on the program. This weekend, he reminded people that Merrick Garland refused to address or put to rest some of people's concerns about folks like Ray Epps, because incidentally, during the, uh, the show trial, Liz Cheney played a clip Featuring Ray Epps. He's in the clip. A guy she's not curious about was in the clip she played. She won't even mention his name. 
Massey doesn't mention Epps by name. He's talking here to Merrick Garland, but he's clearly referencing Ray Epps. All right, you have you have those images there, and they're captioned. Uh, they were from January 5th and January 6th. As far as we can determine, the individual who was saying he'll probably go to jail, he'll probably be arrested, but he wants every, but they need to go into the Capitol the next day, is then the next day directing people to the Capitol. And as far as we can find, this individual has not been charged with anything. You said this is one of the most sweeping investigations in the history. Uh, have you seen that video or those frames from that video? So as I um, uh, said at the outset, uh, one of the norms of the Justice Department is to not comment on impending investigations and particularly not to comment about uh, particular scenes or particular individuals. This okay, is a- without, I, I was hoping today to give you an opportunity to put to rest the concerns that people have that there were federal agents or assets of the federal government present on January 5th and January 6th. Can you tell us without talking about particular incidents or particular videos, how many agents or assets of the federal government were present on January 6th, whether they agitated to go into the Capitol and if any of them did? So I'm not going to violate this norm of, uh, of, of uh, the rule of law. I'm not going to comment on an investigation that's ongoing. All right, so perhaps Merrick Garland is our man of principle. Perhaps he just has deeply held principles about norms. Got it. Let's let's check through that a little bit. Is it normal for the Justice Department to encourage the President of the United States to refuse to enforce immigration law? Is that normal? Is that one of the norms of the Justice Department that this is a law? You are to detain illegal immigrants who are known felons. You are to put them in federal detention so they do not make it back into the states where they can do harm. Is that one, is, is, is it normal for a justice department to say, nah, don't do it. Don't follow that law. Because that's exactly what the Justice Department's under the hapless Merrick Garland is doing. The dishonest Merrick Garland is doing. And a judge has actually stepped into this, and this is good news, and it's temporary because it will end up in the court of Justice John Roberts, who is a deeply conflicted man, and I think compromised. I think he's, I think he's hopelessly compromised. I think there's some things on which justice... That he cannot rule outside of the party. I think there's things that he's been told, you don't go there. And I can make that case. But a judge has ordered the Biden administration to obey the law requiring taking convicted criminal aliens into custody and not letting them roam free. So is it that Merrick Garland is wedded to the Norm's Justice Department? How about this? Did Merrick Garland undertake to have the FBI go investigate parents who speak out at school board meetings because they don't want their kids hijacked, gender jacked by Big Pharma and the sexual left and Fox News? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. Fox has jumped on, on board that train. We'll talk about this Tuesday. Fox News, not Brett, not Laura, not Tucker, but Fox News, the news people, man, they're riding the, the, the jack up, gender jack the kids train. They're full on Mockingbird. Is that a Justice Department norm? To call parents domestic terrorists, to put the FBI onto the parents. Is it a Justice Department norm? To ignore the new footage of Hunter Biden with a gun while being serviced by a, a sexually serviced by a prostitute, knowing that this guy is in the tank to Ukraine and China, is it the norm to not care about that? Merrick Garland has no need for norms. So again, I ask, what are the principles at play here? What's a, what's a biblical principle in all of this? 
that could tie this all together. Well, to me, it goes right back to what we've talked about so often on this program, which is voting in godly leaders. Because I do believe the great consolation prize, perhaps the greatest consolation prize in history, saving the United States, gets us to the best prize there is. Saving souls to spend eternity with God Almighty. The things are inexorably locked together. Well, that's not true because Jesus could come now, this instant, in which case America would not be saved, but other people would be. So it was Alan's Soaps, Alan's Artisan Soaps, that is setting a standard for companies. They've laid down a marker at Allen's Artisan Soaps. And the marker is this. The marker they've laid down at Allen's Artisan Soaps is that all lives matter, literally all lives, and that all lives deserve respect. They've laid this marker down. They're building a business that really should not be buildable. Not, not with BlackRock doing what it's doing, not with ESG scores and not with what um, the people who run Joe Biden are causing him to do to the economy. Th- this really shouldn't be happening. And yet due to you, it is. We're helping them build this business. And it's, it's as godly businesses exist, it's cleansing the body. Allen's Artisan Soaps makes small batch soaps by hand, packaged by hand, inspected by Allen himself, 11 going on 12 dramatically, dramatically limited in, in some of his capabilities by autism. Um, Alan will never probably speak words to us because he can't, but he works and he smiles through his work and he loves his soap company. He's the creative mind behind scents like watermelon, basil, vanilla, lime, cedarwood, jasmine, and they got help. The folks who run Alan's Artisan Soaps, his dad, John, found a a, a family that has made soaps for three generations. They told him about the mission, and the mission is this. And this family said, well, you you can't. I mean, we'll we'll help you make the soaps, but you're going to try this? Yep, they're trying it. Here's what it is. It's not automated. The soap you're going to enjoy with these unique vital scents that cleanse your body like cleansing the temple, those things should be being made by robots. They should be packaged by robots. Robots should do the quality control. That's not the way they do it. They've laid down a marker. We're hiring people and employing people who are deeply, dramatically impacted by autism and other physical health concerns. Don't buy the soap because of the story. Try the soap because of the story. If you love the soap, then continue to get the soap. You can get the Herman Sub. It's a subscription plan for Allen Soaps. It's Allen's Soaps, A-L-A-N-S, soaps.com slash Todd. A-L-A-N-S, allensoaps.com slash Todd. By the way, that's a 10% savings at Allen Soaps slash Todd. It's the only place you get the 10% savings. So we can eliminate Merrick Garland having principles of norms. So what is the principle that's at play? Well, maybe you and I have just blown some things out of proportion. Let's let's check ourselves. Maybe we're the ones without principles. Maybe. I have a principle that I I, I disdain political violence. That's why I fear the civil war that's coming because there's a civil war coming. Uh, I'll say it again. There is a civil war coming. The game makers, the the, the game makers at the top have to erase America. In order to replace it with what they want, they they have to erase America and they're doing a very, very good job. They've stolen from young people what it is to have a biblical worldview. They've installed an appeal to authority society that is shut up, follow the scientists who are paid by the government, not those scientists, the the right scientists. They have confused kids' minds so that kids are, are, their, their minds being able to trust their observations because we're all scientists. All of us look at things, create a theory, test that theory, repeat that theory. All of us do this casually throughout our lives. The party is stealing that from kids. 
They're telling kids, you can't even believe material facts. Your penis does not mean you're a boy. Some, some penises are girl penises. It's utter lunacy. And it's quite on purpose. So maybe we've been caught up in this trap. Maybe our principles are all messed up. My principle is turn the other cheek. Man steals your coat or your shirt, offer him your coat. That's a hard one for me. I hate, I hate it. I hate being stolen from. I hate it. That doesn't mean that sometimes there's not just war. There is. Particularly, you're being forced to violate the word of God. That can be a just war. So maybe it's our principles that are all messed up. Maybe we didn't see what we thought we saw back in 2020. Maybe we didn't see a mob go up to the White House tear down the barricades and attempt to scale the walls of the White House with President Trump inside. Because just this, this we were just told, oh yeah, during January 6th, uh, they all had to go to safe rooms and they all had to hide. And remember when they made fun of President Trump for being taken to a safe room during that period of time? And incidentally, at that point, presidents don't make the decisions. At that point, Trump, President Trump could have said, I'm not going to the safe room. And the, the Secret Service would have said, yeah, you are actually. We're going to, we, yes, we're going to force you. Yep, yep, we're going to force you to go. Good security will do that, particularly good Secret Service agents. So maybe we didn't see this. Maybe we didn't watch the White House under siege. Sometimes it seems like the protesters have gotten the upper hand a couple of times. They've been able to rip away parts of the barricade and kind of pull them away and just toss them. And then the police will go and uh, bring another part of it and try to reinforce. And when they do that, uh, the protesters confront them. They throw things at them uh, and the police try to hold their ground. It has been a very intense push and pull for, I'd say, at least a time. Oh, so we did see that. What did your principles say then? You know, this is a gut check for all of us. When you were watching it, did you find it ugly and frightening that, my gosh, that is the White House? And were you questioning in your mind, what would happen if right-wingers did that? I was. Because I'm a, I, I used to be addicted to politics. Well, we have our answer. When there's a group of Trump supporters who do something close to this, we see what happens. Which brings me to this other point about Republicans. Do you see now that you're in the era of lawfare? This has been coming for a very, very long time. Do you understand that you're now in the era of arresting political opponents? So what should the Republicans do? They should create a list of people who should be arrested. They should read it under the House floor. Okay, we're at the stage now where we're going to start arresting people. Fantastic. I'm going to start with the woman who calls herself vice president for, for, for um, monetizing riots, for encouraging them. We'll arrest her. We'll see what charges can stick. We'll arrest her. We'll go through discovery, see what were her connections to the Minnesota bail fund. We'll arrest Ilan Omar's daughter, who was on Twitter helping terrorists burn down the city they were in. She was providing them material aid. So materially aiding a terrorist attack. We'll arrest her. And gosh knows we could arrest Hunter Biden on a, on a gajillion different things. I believe that we could arrest every Democrat governor. I think that we could arrest every Dem Democrat lockdown governor, every Republican lockdown governor. Because I think the evidence is going to show they know they knew absolutely well none of this was none none of it was helping that they knew absolutely well that these injections don't work i think we could go through a wave of arrests then the country's absolutely over then comes the shooting am i asking republicans to bring us to the shooting stage no i'm asking them to step onto the stage and ask their dear dear friends across the aisle is this what you want to do to this landmass that used to be called the United States of America is this the stage you want to run into you could ask them what about the people who injured secret service agents on i think the second or third night of the riots outside the white house that that Nancy Pelosi didn't go speak at she didn't say stop Chucky e. Schumer didn't say stop. 
President Trump at least put out two tweets saying, do not assault cops. They're on our side. Everybody proceed peacefully. He said it in his speech. Everybody proceed peacefully. That's not what Pelosi said. We could play the audio a billion times. I don't know why there aren't riots in the streets everywhere. I don't know why. We could play it in this. We could play the, the clips of this so-called mayor of Chicago. This is a call to arms. A guy said, oh, it's a call to arms. Great. I'll get my gun, drive from apparently Simi Valley, California, to Washington, D.C. to murder Brett Kavanaugh. So the Republicans step to the stage. Take this J6 committee and say, you know what? Let's expand the committee. Let's find every Democrat who contributed to the assault of these Secret Service agents. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. It appears as though at least a couple of Secret Service officers, one of them just got hurt. You can see him walking back there clutching his head. Um, And we don't know whether that was bricks or firecrackers or what happened. We weren't able to see what happened. He's not one of the ones wearing the riot shields. But uh, as this gets later into the evening, uh, we can imagine that the tolerance for officers uh, getting hurt out here uh, and where this crosses from a peaceful yet vocal protest, which is what it was earlier and perhaps unruly, uh, to actually violent. Uh, if it hasn't been crossed, it's about to be crossed right now. That was Fox, by the way, emphasizing the heretofore or theretofore fe- peaceful nature of those protests that went right into the burning of a church building. So we know we're not going to get this from Johnny Boehner. Oh, gosh, Johnny Boehner's been out of office for 20 years. It's, it's an understandable Freudian slip. We're not going to get this from Kevin McCarthy, who's John Boehner but doesn't smoke. We're not going to get this from Mitchell McConnell, he who called this an insurrection. They were on the same talking points. Those guys are in on this. How about Jim Jordan? How about Thomas Massey? I mean, Rand Paul. You? How about getting a list of Democrats who could be treated in the same way as Ryan Kelly? Who's Ryan Kelly? Ryan Kelly is running to be governor of Michigan. Ryan Kelly has met this stage of America's civil war. He is, he's had his door kicked in by the FBI, just like Peter Navarro. So get to the stage, Republicans. Okay, you guys want to play this game? Okay, we'll play this game. And the country will fold. And man, it is another weekend of brutal, brutal gas prices. Um, I've never known this. That apparently American Express has a cap, at least on my card, for purchasing gas. It's a $95 cap. I've learned that my business debit card uh, employs a $125 cap on purchasing gas. A lot of us never thought we'd see this. I remember the gas lines, do you? I remember sitting in them when I was a kid. And I remember now as I look back on it, my mom doing everything she could to not blame Jimmy Carter. Well, the cost of everything's going up, but here's something that can equalize this a little bit. If you're a homeowner, it is very, very likely that the equity in your home has gone up 20% since last year. Yeah, but those are just pretend digits, Todd. You have Zach on all the time. You talk about the sugar high in the economy. Mm -hmm. What if you could access that equity right now as cash? In other words, take advantage of it. If it is a sugar high economy, what if you take advantage of it? You could do this as a cash out refinance and that equity can be, uh, it can be tapped So what could you do? Pay off these insanely high credit card bills that are only going to go higher. You could use that to build in your home. Maybe you build a cottage. Maybe that's an income instrument for you guys. Or maybe you build a great big garden so you can grow your own food. There's a lot of options for that. There's also, that would be a cash out refinance. There's also a traditional refinance where the savings you just keep, you don't get the cash up front. American Financing and AmericanFinancing.net is saving people, guys, listen to this number, up to a thousand bucks a month. 
If you invest that money over time, over 10 or 20 years, you're talking about another retirement. You're talking about, you're talking about the, the ability to maybe buy another house with those monies. They can get these things done in as little as 10 days. They're a family-owned national mortgage bank. That means the decisions happen at the kitchen table. They never charge upfront fees. They're A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. And none of their people are on commission. So on commissions, there's never a reason for anyone in American financing to ever try to talk you into a mortgage you don't need or a cash-out refinance, for that matter, or traditional refinance. They're at 866-887-2275. And again, they can get this done in as little as 10 days. American Financing. 866-887-2275 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, So Ryan Kelly found himself in Washington, D.C. Um, during January 6th. He is charged with misdemeanors. And my understanding is, 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 is there four misdemeanors. So, yeah, they went and raided his house near Grand Rapids, Michigan. The FBI, the same FBI that concocted the Whitmer kidnapping hoax has raided a gubernatorial candidate's home. Legal Insurrection has a very good write-up on all this. And they're lawyers, if you don't recall. Yeah, because it's totally normal to raid someone's house for four misdemeanors. So what he's charged with are, are absolutely nonviolent, kind of being in the wrong place at the wrong time start charges. As in, you're not supposed to walk there. Kelly's one of the five remaining candidates in Michigan's gubernatorial candidate. The other half was re, uh, field was removed. Why? Why? From they, they removed over a fraudulent nominating petition signatures. Now this would be the same party that says that matching signatures is not a requirement for elections. So let's again check the principles. Maybe, maybe truly they, they just can't stand having any, a governor who does anything illegal, even if it's just walking in the wrong part of the Capitol. Really? The Democrats, the parties of the Kennedys of Anthony Weiner of Hunter Biden of Hillary Clinton can't stand having any illegalities in the systems. They're using lawfare to strike out political opponents. I mean, people use the phrase banana republic, and sometimes we use it so often that it's easy to forget that means a thing. It means a republic run by anything but law, anything but constitutional authority. That's what it means. This is what we're witnessing. Maybe it's just love of America. Maybe that's it. Maybe they love America so much that they just can't stand what's happening to her. Let's check that. They love America so much that they just can't stand the thought of a Ryan Kelly being in office. But they can stand the thought of a Gretchen Whitmer. They can stand the thought of a... Newsom. They can stand the thought of an Inslee or a de Blasio. It's not America they love. America doesn't do this. Now, there are times when swamp dealers should be arrested, but that's not the principle. That's not the principle of D.C. I'm here to tell you that the principle of D.C. is this. You don't arrest our guys, we won't arrest your guys. That's the principle of D.C. You don't investigate us, we won't investigate you. That's the principle of D.C. It has been for decades. Part of it's for this. To avoid this stage of the destruction of the country. Part of it is because they truly do not want to get caught committing their own crimes. Crimes. The attempt to murder a Supreme Court justice, what has been the outcome of that? We'll talk about that in a second. And have you heard of this group called Ruth sent us? 
I wonder if Ruth Bader Ginsburg knows that she's sending people from the grave or in all likelihood. And it's not mine to judge. The Lord has this figured out. My concept of things, Ruth Bader, Ruth Bader Ginsburg decided to spend eternity in hell. I hope that's not the case. I genuinely hope that's not the case, but that's my understanding of the Bible. That's my understanding of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's views on life, that she decided that she would, she would like to spend eternity in hell. So I wonder if she knows that from hell, she is calling people to do some things. We'll talk about that. But wrapping up the J6 portion of this is ABC News. Now, again, they're going to go through some things in here that are hard to hear. They're difficult to hear for those of us who are thankful for President Trump's time in office. And we need to face them. And we will also principle check these. You want to get right to last night's high stakes primetime hearing on the January 6th attack on the Capitol with emotional testimony from a Capitol police officer and graphic video of the violence and chaos, much of it never seen by the public before. There were significant new material, Annie, but I think what struck, what the most important thing is the way the committee tied the horror of that day to Donald Trump. And perhaps the single most important moment uh, for me that struck out was when you saw one of the rioters in footage we've never seen before, reading Donald Trump's tweet through a bullhorn, the one where he said Mike Pence didn't have the courage. And you see how that reading of the tweet led directly to the rioters chanting, hang Mike Pence and going in search of Mike Pence. Mm. And then you, you hear the testimony or the summary of the testimony uh, that Donald Trump was heard in the White House uh, saying that the rioters had the right idea and that Pence deserved it. Really powerful. I have to say one other thing, Amy, uh, Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney did this with calmly, without vitriol, without excess emotion. This is her moment. She has treated this like the cause of her life. And she has issued a challenge to Republicans. Uh, when, when she went out and said uh, that there will come a day when Donald Trump is gone, but your dishonor will remain. So maybe ABC's really principled on this front. We've, we've proven the case that Liz Cheney's principles are about Liz Cheney's seat at the table, as I see it or her deep fear of Donald Trump and therefore absolute blindness that she works with a woman like Nancy Pelosi, who has begged for violence for 15 years and is still begging for our violence. In fact, Nancy Pelosi says that Brett Kavanaugh was never in any danger. No, she said it. No one was in any danger. Nancy Pelosi. So this is really interesting to me. <laughs> I, I hope it's helpful to other people uh, who want to drop un, unwanted fat from their bodies. Um, for the longest time, I couldn't consume grain and not gain weight and specifically fat for a long time. Um, my wife being on SOTA weight loss, SOTA stands for state of the art, got me again thinking about something and it's learning having lost 150 pounds of fat and kept it off. That's a person. It's a, it's a person. I lost a person from my body. I carried around another person every day. I unlocked something. I figured out how I can have one of my favorite foods and it's rice. I, I do like rice. And I figured out how to do this and went just back through my learnings. See, the goal of a program like Soda Weight Loss, S-O-T-A weightloss.com, Soda Weightloss.com, in dropping that unwanted fat, and if it's 150 pounds, I'm begging you to drop it because it will drop you. It'll cause you to drop if you don't drop it. If it's the annoying 20, 30 pounds, just cut the cord, get, get rid of that fat. A program like Soda Weight Loss is not about having you on these foods forever. Although there's nothing wrong with them. I ate soda foods actually this weekend. I had soda foods, S-O-T-A weightloss.com. My wife likes them. The, 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 the cooking they teach you, the recipes, those things you can do for the rest of your existence and they're delicious. The goal is to have you be able to do the things you like without the fat coming back because man, it is so depressing to go through a period of time, because I'd, I'd been there, that you drop a bunch of fat from your body and then, you know, it's, you haven't worn a pair of pants for a little while and you put them in like, what? This used to fit. Soda Weight Loss wants to make sure that this is not a yo-yo thing for you. My wife is now on her, going on her 14th straight successful week. 
And if you ever meet my wife, she'll tell you face-to-face. SodaWeightLoss.com is the key to this. Soda, S-O-T-A, WeightLoss.com. Key to this. So maybe it's just that Liz Cheney, now we've eliminated that. Maybe it's that ABC has these strong principles. No, they don't. ABC has almost nothing to say about a group called Ruth, Ruth sent us. Ruth sent us, went and published the actual home address of Brett Kavanaugh. Just pushed it out on Twitter. Twitter, they have this principle that they don't allow people to encourage violence. They don't allow the doxing of people unless it's Brett Kavanaugh. Then that falls apart. Twitter, who was in discussions with the Department of Homeland Security to censor Americans with the disinformation board. We know that. A whistleblower has shown us that. Hey, does that meet with the norms, Merrick Garland? Because you had these just really hardly held principles, these these deeply held principles. Ruthless did something else. Get to that in a second. When there was an attempt to murder the Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh by this guy, this leftist, leftists on social media started to say, well, just harden his doors. Just offer thoughts and prayers. That, that, that should fix it. Just give the NRA some money. That will fix it. Well, it happens there were people with guns there who prevented him from using his. It so happens. You'll also find that Brett Kavanaugh's house is very much hardened. All of them are. You're going to find that they're guarded. All of them are. You're going to learn that. So the point you think you made is void, null and. But that didn't stop Ruth sent us from doing one other thing. They went after Amy Coney Barrett's children. <laughs> they have publicized where Barrett's kids go to school and where they attend church. ABC News says it's chilling. The crowd didn't hear President Trump's two tweets saying, be peaceful. ABC News says this is utterly chilling. Maybe that's their principle. Let's tie it all together. It's the party. The struggle is to keep the party with its place above us. That's Liz Cheney. That's Kevin McCarthy. That's Mitchell McConnell. That's ABC. That's CBS. That's the principle. It's power. It's power. Guys, do you want America destroyed? I don't think you do. Do you want souls saved? I hope so. I think most of us do. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 16 through 28, there is a telling of something that Solomon, who was the son of King David, did that people have heard about but maybe do not understand the implications because this stuff has been stolen from people. Begins with two prostitutes who find themselves in front of the king. Two prostitutes. Huh. Prostitutes got justice? Now, two prostitutes came to the house and stood before Solomon. One of them said, pardon me, my Lord. This woman and I live in the same house and I had a baby while she was there with me. The third day after my child was born, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There was no one in the house but the two of us. During this night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. So she got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while I, your servant, was asleep. She put him by her breast and put her dead son by my breast. The next morning, I got up to nurse my son and he was dead. But when I looked at him closely in the morning light, I saw it wasn't my son. That it wasn't the son I'd born. The other woman said, no, the living one is my son. The dead one is yours. But the first one insisted, no, the dead one is yours. The living one is mine. And so they argued before the king. The king said, 
This one says my son is alive and your son is dead. And that one says, no, your son is dead and mine is alive. Then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword for the king. He then gave an order, cut the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. The woman whose son was alive was deeply moved out of love for her son and said to the king, please, please, my Lord, give her the baby. Don't kill the baby. But the other said, neither I nor you shall have him. Cut him in two. Then the king gave his ruling. Give the living living baby to the first woman. Do not kill him. She is his mother. The wisdom of Solomon. Who in D.C. wants their part, their, the seat at the table so much that they're ignoring the killing of the baby America by their good, dear friends, Liz Cheney, Nancy Pelosi, and their side. It's the party. This is what happens when people are allowed to make of themselves gods. <laughs> I've had my experience with it. There was a prayer the most potent prayer I ever gave in my life. A potent in that I felt it. It was acted upon. The Lord immediately delivered evidence immediately, but it was a prayer in two parts. In the second half of my prayer, I asked for another thing. The Lord delivered it. I knew better. I didn't like the second part of the prayer and so, or the answer from the Lord. And so I ignored it. I overrode it. And it is a debt I will never stop paying until the day I die and go home. The Lord has shown us what leadership it is. is. It is to serve and not be served. He's shown us what wisdom is. To look for the one who wants to do the will of the Lord. The Lord does not call neighbor to hate neighbor. He does not call neighbor. He does not call to force people to ignore his word. That's the realm of the party. I believe the principle is this, power. There is only one power, however, and those who think they're wielding it have only been given the opportunity to temporarily have it. And the Lord is watching everything they do with it. And the Lord is asking us one very simple thing. Do you love me like the woman loved the baby? Let us not be set apart from God. Let us not let them do that to us. This is the Todd Herman Show. We so appreciate your support. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and let's all make an effort to be right with God.